Quebec to the Schoolyard Sports Land Frank podcast. On those, this podcast, Land Frank, we're now in episode number 35. Yes, we're 35 episodes through. It's a big episode. The NBA playoffs are set, MLB is in full swing, and so much more. Stay tuned for Schoolyard Sports with Land Frank, episode number 35. Let's jump into it. Let's start with episode number 35, how we always do with our headlines. In the NBA, the Knicks clinched the four seed, and I could not be any more happier. My New York Knicks, I was worried for a second because when they lost the Lakers on Tuesday, they went from the four seed to the six seed. They're not the face of the Milwaukee Bucks in the first round. I was freaking out, you know, maybe they would probably get swept, maybe even by the Bucks, even though they've done well against them this year, but it's with the honest out players like that. But no, the Knicks jumped up to the four seed, picking up key wins against the Celtics. Great stretch for the Knicks. Great season for the Knicks. Great coach by Tom Thibodeau. If anybody thinks Tom Thibodeau shouldn't win coach of the year, get out of here, okay? Monty Williams, okay, great player, okay? But they acquired new players in the offseason. Yeah, that is a great decision by Monty Williams to acquire new players. The Knicks really didn't acquire anybody new. I mean, Emmanuel, quickly you could say, Derrick Rose. But no, it's Thibodeau changing the culture there. The Suns were blazing hot to end the season last year. They went undefeated in the bubble with Monty Williams, okay? This is Monty Williams' second year with the Suns. Things are rolling. They acquired Chris Paul, Jay Crowder, a bunch of other guys. No, Knicks just acquired Derrick Rose, and they basically got Emmanuel quickly. He turned Julius Randle into an all-star player, all-NBA, first-team caliber player, all-NBA, first-team. Let me say that again. Great player, Julius Randle. He has been. Tom Thibodeau should easily win coach of the year. The Knicks clinched the four seed, and I could not be any more happier. Let's move to the MLB now, where there is lots of news. Shohei Otani, okay? Now I said last episode, second most exciting player in baseball. Okay, now he's a top two most exciting player in baseball, and he's not two, all right? He's the most exciting player in baseball. He's a top three most exciting player in sports. In sports right now, okay? Okay? This man is insane, okay? Whether it's hitting a curveball that's at his knees or hitting a fastball that's up at his head, he hits a home run anyways. Okay, Shohei Otani might be the best hitter in baseball right now. He might be. Leading the league in home runs, hit a home run at Fenway, which was almost an impossible pitch over the Green Monster, hit another one and tied the game in the top of the ninth. What a season Shohei Otani is having. Okay, Mike Trout, you're having your, the best season of your career. You might win MVP. The top two MVP candidates should be when it's all said and done, Shohei Otani and Mike Trout. And if the Angels don't make the playoffs this year, something's got to change. Because if you've got two MVP candidates, pretty much, Shohei Otani and Mike Trout, and you can't make the playoffs, there's something wrong in that organization. Okay, but I'm not here to go on about that. I'm here to go on about Shohei Otani and how amazing he's doing. Okay, you know... He's not the best pitcher. He's a much, much better hitter. When he was coming over to the MLB, people thought he'd be the other way around. Much better pitcher. Not great of a hitter. You know, if he had Tommy John a couple years ago, injuries, pitching, say he struggles a lot pitching, just move him to a full-time hitter, okay? You could say, oh, but no, he's exciting then. Not a pitcher, not a hitter. And he is a good pitcher, no doubt. But he doesn't pitch enough. He's not really in the rotation. He's hitting a lot, and you can't hit three straight games, play three straight games, and then pitch the next day. That just can't happen. You have to be fully energized to make a start in MLB. Okay? But Shohei Otani, such an amazing hitter. Such an amazing hitter. Pretty good pitcher, too. Pretty good pitcher. He's been going off this week. Maybe MVP this week. Maybe MVP. But what a season Shohei Otani is having. Probably should win MVP. Probably should. My dad picked him to win MVP before the season. I said, you know, that's a risky pick, but it could happen. And it's looking like it might. Shohei Otani going off to start the season. He is playing really, really well. Let's talk about somebody else who's not doing so well. Okay, Jared Kelenic was like the number one prospect, got called up last week. Everyone highly anticipated major league debut. Everyone's clowning the Mets for trading him. Fredwin Diaz and Robinson Cano, number six overall pick a couple years ago, Mets traded him a couple months after they drafted him for Robinson Cano, and Edwin Diaz really hasn't panned out. Robinson Cano, I don't even know what he's doing right now. 
suspend for the whole season. Edwin Diaz just not really panned out for the Mets. And, you know, if Jared Kelenic's a star, which not looking like he's going to be, then it'd be terrible because Jared Kelenic, major league debut, didn't get one hit. Second game, okay, he had a great game, okay. First career hit is a home run. Next game, went over 5. The next game, he went over 5. When I looked at the box score in back-to-back days, I thought I was looking at the same game, but then I realized, no, it was two different days. He went 0-5 in both of those games. Jared Kelenic, his batting average is in the hundreds right now. Really, really not playing great. Really, really not playing great. Would I want my Mets to still have him? And when I redo that trade, I probably would because he's still got a lot of potential. But so far, Jared Kelenic's MLB career, not proven to be a great one. Not proven to be a great one. At the very early start of it, okay, I'm not trying to jump the wagon and say, oh, he's never going to be good in MLB. He's never, ever going to be good. He's never going to make an all-star team. He's never going to do anything in his MLB career. I'm not saying that because he does have some pop in his body. He does have a lot of potential. But right now, Mets fans shouldn't worry too much. He's looking like a bust to start his very early major league career. That's about it for the headlines this week. Leave your thoughts in the comment section. Now, top five. Today's top five is top five MLB teams so far, okay? We're a month into the season. It's late May, okay? We're starting to get a real feel for the teams now, okay? You know, figuring out, you know, the Yankees might not be so bad after all. Well, the last time we did this, it was the Yankees weren't even close to being on this list. They were at the bottom of the 30 MLB teams, but now they're picking things up again. Not saying they're a top five team, but we get a better idea of who is going to be good this year, who's not going to be. So let's jump into the top five MLB teams my opinion. Number five, the Houston Astros. Okay, you're saying, what have the Houston Astros done this year? Eh, you know, they have a 24-18 and 18 record, and they're a game and a half out of first place in the whole entire MLB. Okay, in the whole entire MLB. They're flying under the radar. Carlos Correa, not having the greatest season of his career, not having a great season, and, you know, that might affect his contract situation because they couldn't meet his deadline before opening day, and he's a free agent this offseason. I have to assume he'd look for other options because he doesn't want to stay with the Astros. You know, George Springer left the Astros because... He doesn't want to be tarnished by the little cheating scandal. Maybe same thing with Carlos Correa. Never know. But the Astros, the fifth best team in MLB so far. Number four, my New York Mets. Okay, a lot of people are putting them at, in the middle of the pack, 16, something like that. But the Mets are actually doing really well. They're the top of their division in the NL East, which is a very good, talented division. A very talented division. A good division. Mets playing really, 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 really well as of late. Unfortunately, they got swept by the Rays, but before that, they were on a seven-game winning streak. They won against the Braves. Kevin Pillar did get hit by a 95-mile-per-hour fastball to the head, which was unfortunate because Kevin Pillar was tearing it up as of late, and the Mets, another guy hits the DL. They've got Conforto on the aisle. They've got DeGrom on the aisle. Now they've got Pillar on the aisle. They've got a bunch of McNeil on the aisle. Lindor, you know, he hit a home run against the Diamondbacks, and then he hit a home run against the Rays, but he can't blew that game against the Rays. Gave up two errors. And then, you know, he went over against the Braves. Really not proven to be a great player so far for the Mets, but he's got a couple years to do it. Not a lot. He has 12 years to prove to be a good player for the Mets. They'll never ever be able to trade him because of that contract. Nobody would ever want to trade that contract for a player who's batting 190. But hopefully Francisco Lindor can turn things around this season, next season, whatever it might be. He's starting to hit a little bit better, hit a little bit more home runs. Still striking out a lot, though. Still striking out a lot. The dead ball era. That's Francisco Lindor pretty much doing really, really well so far. The Mets, number four. Number three, the Los Angeles Dodgers. Okay, my preseason number one overall team was the Dodgers. The last time we did this, it was the Dodgers. The time before that, it was the Dodgers. They're number three right now, okay? They had lost five straight series up until the last the Angels series. That was their fifth straight series loss. They didn't have a great series 
They did have a great series against the Marlins. Trevor Bauer pitched amazing, which is why they're at number three, okay? Their record isn't horrible. They have a winning record. Corey Seager is going to be out for like a month or two with a broken hand, which is unfortunate. Get hit by a pitch. Dodgers' third best team in the MLB so far. I still am very confident that they will make the World Series this year. They're the third best team in the MLB, and they are the best team in the National League. Number two, the Boston Red Sox, everybody. Okay, you're saying, where are the Giants? The Giants number one? No, I'm not going to say the Giants are the best team in the MLB. Okay, this is one of those instances where a team gets off to a hot start at the beginning of the season, and they end up being a wildcard team when it's all said and done, or they end up not making the playoffs. Okay, I'm not going to get fooled by the Giants. I got fooled by my Mets when they started the season 12-0 in 2017, and they, barely, and they weren't even coming close to making the playoffs that year. Okay, I'm not fully sold on San Francisco Giants, but I am fully sold on the Boston Red Sox. Second best team in the MLB, Alex Verdugo. That was a great trade for both teams. They get a young star in Alex Verdugo, and they Dodgers get Mookie Betts, who won them World Series last year. If they didn't have Mookie Betts last year, they would not have won the World Series. Okay, you can admit it. They wouldn't have. This Red Sox team. They were the fourth worst team in MLB last year. They have the number four overall pick, which they can use on a good pitcher, Kumar Rocker, who won a national championship with Vanderbilt a couple years ago. I saw that in a recent mock draft. I'm taking him. That could definitely easily happen. It could. And they have the number four overall pick. They can take another player. And they're one of the best teams in MLB. Some people have them at number one. I think they have the best record in MLB. But playing really, really well to start the season so far. The Boston Red Sox, the second best team in MLB, in my opinion. You're asking who's number one if it's not the Giants. It is the Chicago... White Sox, everybody. Okay, they have the reigning MVP, Jose Abreu. They have an amazing DH in your Mercedes. He's going off to start the season. It was a minor league journeyman. Now he's got a in the MLB. He's doing amazing. The White Sox are doing amazing. The pitching, Lucas Giolito. You know, I read somewhere that the players hate Tony La Russa because people forget they fired the manager last year, one AL manager of the year, and they fired him for Tony La Russa. And people think Tony La Russa, not great managing decisions. He didn't pinch run for Liam Hendricks there. Closer when he was on second base in that training rule. He didn't pinch run for him because he didn't think he could. He didn't know the rule. But Tony La Russa has his team rolling. He does. Whether the players, players like him or not. Lucas Giolito, they're great ace pitcher. They're Dallas Keuchel, another great pitcher. They're doing really, really well. Start the season. Jose Abreu a little bit hurt right now. But they're easily the best team in them. It'll be easily Boston Red Sox at number two. White Sox at one. San Francisco Giants, not a top five team in my opinion. They're not. That's about for my top five teams. And they'll be through May. We'll do this a checkup in June. That's about for my top five teams in the MLB so far. Leave your thoughts in the comment section. Now, MVP, LVP. This week's MVP is Arison in the headlines. It is Shohei Otani, everybody. Okay, letting the world on fire. And not just the MLB, not just in baseball, in sports. Top three most exciting player in sports right now. Okay. Her here first in scored sports. He is a top three most exciting player in sports. Lighting the world up so far. Everyone over it all in the headlines. He is easily an MVP this week. Easily. Let's move to LVP now. LVP this week is, you know, I'm going to say it's the Toronto Raptors. Or maybe Toronto Raptors fans. Because, you know, he won a championship two years ago. You made the Eastern Conference semifinals last year. And now, no playoffs. Yeah, Nick Nurse won back-to-back coach of the years before the season. Now, no playoffs. You know, they didn't even get to play in their home stadium this year. They had to play in Tampa Bay, not really Raptors fans. They didn't get to play in Toronto, which is a bit of a bummer. Same thing going on with the Blue Jays right now. They're going to switch to Buffalo midseason, I think. They're in Tampa Bay right now. But just, you know, weird things going on with the Raptors organization. They definitely tanked down the season. It was just bad basketball. kept bad basketball. I do think that they won that Gary Trent, Norman Powell trade. Gary Trent has been amazing for them ever since... He's gone there after he's been really, really good for them. Probably one of the best three-point shooters on that team. But say like, you guys gave Fran Vedley all that 
money, and now he's not even playing that great, okay? You gave him pretty much almost a max contract, and now he's not even playing up to, like, a minimum player level, a six-man level. Preventively, didn't have the great season. Pascal Siakam definitely did not have a great season. Going from an all-star starter last year to not even making the all-star game this year, what's going on with the Raptors organization? They didn't make the playoffs this year. They got left out. They didn't do well this season. They didn't, especially down the stretch. Easily LVP this week. Best buy for MVP, LVP this week. Leave your thoughts in the comment section. Now, didn't know. This week's video knows, didn't know Dodger Stadium is the largest baseball stadium, at least capacity-wise, in the world. Okay, I did not know this. Okay, I thought Dodger Stadium was tiny. I did not know it was the largest baseball stadium in the world, capacity-wise. That is absolutely mind-boggling. I did not know that. Whenever I play an MLB The Show, I never want to play at Dodger Stadium because I always think it's too tiny. The walls are too tiny. The stadium looks too tiny. But no, I'm wrong. It's the largest baseball stadium in the world, capacity-wise. Did you know that? Leave that in the comment section. That's bad for didn't know this week. Now, the regular season NBA is wrapped up, so let's dive into our Schoolyard Sports NBA Awards. I don't want to wait until the end of the finals when the awards show happens, because the playoffs don't go into account for MVP or Coach of the Year, all that stuff. It doesn't go into account for the playoffs. So let's do the first ever Schoolyard Sports NBA Awards show. Let's hop into it. Who should win Most Outstanding Player? Okay, I'm saying Most Outstanding Player because Most Valuable Player, I'll do that one. I think the Most Outstanding Player this year was Nikola Jokic, okay? He's pretty much averaging a triple-double as a center, okay? A great season for Nikola Jokic. He was the best player in the NBA this year. He was. He wins most outstanding player. Now, who wins most improved player? I've said it many times. It's going to be Julius Randle, okay? There is no possible argument for any other player. It is easily Julius Randle, okay? People thought he wasn't even that good last year, and now he's an all-star. People think, he, I think he should be all-NBA first team, all-NBA second team. should definitely make an all-NBA team, no doubt about it. Having a great season so far, Julius Randle, Easily, without a doubt in my mind, most improved player. It should be unanimous. Who should be rookie of the year? Okay. Ask me this a week ago, two weeks ago. I'd say, no doubt, LaMelo Ball. But no, okay. Anthony Edwards. When LaMelo Ball was out, Anthony Edwards was going off. Kendrick Perkins said it should be co-rookie of the year, LaMelo Ball and Anthony Edwards, which it maybe should be. It maybe should be. But this is going to be one of those tight rookie of the year races like the Luka Doncic, Trey Young one, Ben Simmons, Donovan Mitchell one. This is going to be close rookie of the year or race. It might come down to one or two votes. But I think it goes to Anthony Edwards in that. I, ho- I think it goes to Anthony Edwards in that. And I think he sh- deserves rookie of the year. I think he's been the best rookie this year. Okay? He has been. Lamella Ball, a good player, but he's surrounded with other great players. Anthony Edwards, you know, that team's struggling. That He is surrounded with other good players. That team is struggling a bit. The Timberwolves, one of the worst teams in the NBA this year. They picked it up down the stretch. But Anthony Edwards, having such a great season, easily rookie of the year, no doubt about it. Who is coach of the year? Okay, I said in the headlines, it is Tom Thibodeau. Okay, it is the New York Knicks coach. His first year as a New York Knicks coach, Tom Thibodeau. I'm sorry, Monty Williams. It's not you, okay? It's not you. I've heard people say they vote for Monty Williams because they have a vote in the coach of the year race. Coach of the year award. It shouldn't be Monty Williams. It should easily be Tom Thibodeau. Okay, Monty Williams acquired new players. Tom Thibodeau didn't. He got Emmanuel quickly, and that's about it. He rebranded this team. He got this team from pretty much one of the worst teams in the NBA to now the fourth best team in the Eastern Conference. Okay, Tom Thibodeau, what a season he's having as head coach in the Knicks. No doubt about it, he should win coach of the year. No doubt about it. If you think otherwise, you are wrong. Tom Thibodeau should easily win coach of the year. Who should win 
Sixth man of the year. I heard arguments for Joe Ingles. I've heard arguments for Jordan Clarkson. I'm going to give it to Jordan Clarkson. At the end of the day, these are two teammates, and they don't really care about the award. But it should go to Jordan Clarkson. Okay, Jordan Clarkson wasn't really a great player up until this season. Having a great season, though, so far. Been a great player for the Jazz. One of the best players in this Jazz team. Joe Ingles, good player, good player. But he started a couple games. This year, Jordan Clarkson really hasn't. Jordan Clarkson, without doubt in my mind, should be sixth man of the year. Now, who has been the best story in basketball this year? Is it a player? Is it a team? All right. I'm not trying to be biased, but it is the New York Knicks, okay? New York Knicks, eighth largest jump in one percentage in NBA history. They were in the 20s last year. Now they're in the 50s. One percentage. That is amazing. That is an amazing jump. Best story in basketball. No doubt about it. New York Knicks. Nobody expected New York Knicks to be good this year. Nobody, okay? I'm not even sure if I did. New York Knicks having a great season so far. Having a great season. I think Julius Randle was the only one who thought the Knicks were going to be good this year. Okay? What a season the Knicks have had. What a season. I'm so happy as a Knicks fan. They're easily the best story in basketball. And, you know, leave in the comment section who you think the best story in basketball has been. But I think, without a doubt, it has been the New York Knicks. Last word, okay? You're saying you did the most outstanding player, but you didn't do most valuable player. Okay, MVP award. What does it stand for? Most valuable player. That doesn't stand for most outstanding player. So that's why I wanted to do most outstanding player. Because I did want to give Nikola Jokic some credit, okay? He's been... The most outstanding player in the NBA this year. He's been the most. He's been the best player in the NBA this year. But the MVP award doesn't stand for that. It stands for valuable, not standing. Okay, the most valuable player this year has been Stephen Curry. No doubt about it. Won the scoring title, thirty-one points per game. If they didn't have him, they would be the worst team in the NBA. Okay, they would be. Now they're in the plane. They clinched the eighth seed. What a season they're having, the Warriors. What a season. Stephen Curry, an amazing player, an amazing player, easily deserves the right. To be most valuable players here. MVP. Nikola Jokic, great season. Most outstanding player. Best player of the season. No doubt about it. But the most valuable? MVP? That's Steph Curry. That is Steph Curry, everybody. That's about it for the first ever Squared Sports NBA Awards show. Leave in the comment section who you think will win most valuable player. Leave in the comment section who you think will win most improved player. And leave in the comment section who you think will win coach of the year. That's about it for that. Okay, I wanted to do this before the playoffs start. My pre-playoffs NBA Finals pick. Okay? I think who's going to win the West? I think it's going to be the Lakers. Okay? I think the Lakers become the seventh seed. They beat the Suns in six games. Then they advance to the second round. They beat the Nuggets. Then they beat the Clippers in the Western Conference Finals to advance to the finals. Okay? I really do think the Lakers make the finals this year. You want to know when the last time LeBron James made the playoffs, and didn't make the finals. That was his first stint in Cleveland. The last time LeBron James made the playoffs and didn't make the finals was his first stint in Cleveland. You know how insane that is? That was back in 2010, okay? That is amazing. 11 years ago. LeBron James. He's only missed the playoffs once since then. Once. His first year with the Lakers. And he was hurt. Okay? He was hurt. Lakers. They make the playoffs. They're going to make the finals. And they're going to face off Against the Brooklyn Nets. KD, Kyrie, James Harden. Good team. Great. Blake Griffin. Everybody on that team. Great team. Mike James. Okay. I think that's what the finals is going to be. And my pick, and that is, it's the Los Angeles Lakers. Come at me, okay? This Nets team, good team, good team, okay? I've been saying it the whole time. They're going to win the finals. I've said it all year. They're going to win the finals. I'm flipping my pick before the playoffs. I am. Okay. Lakers, they're going to win the finals this year. They're going to win the finals. No doubt about it in my mind. The Nets 
can't find chemistry in the playoffs. Okay, Clippers could not find chemistry in the playoffs last year. They were like 12 and one when Kawhi and PG played together, but then they played together in the playoffs and they didn't have any chemistry. Okay, Nets big three. They played like seven games together, no chemistry so far. Not that much chemistry, at least on court. Okay, can't find chemistry in the playoffs. I still do think they make the finals, but I think their road ends there. I think it goes to seven games. Let's say LeBron James dagger in the last final seconds. Lakers will win the finals this year. The 2021 NBA champs go back-to-back. They do. They win the NBA championship this year. The Los Angeles Lakers, my NBA finals pick. I think they were my preseason pick also. Lakers, they're going to win the finals this year. AD is going to go playoff takeover mode. LeBron James is going to get into playoff mode. He's going to make the finals again. Okay, this team is amazing. Lakers, you know, injuries all year. Anthony Davis, LeBron. But they already have chemistry. Okay, they haven't played many games together on court this year. They played so many games together last year. They had the bubble last year. They won a championship together last year. What makes you think they can't do it again? Okay. This dynamic duo. The best dynamic duo in the NBA. Sorry, KD and Kerry and James Harden. No. I think I actually think KD and James Harden is a much better duo than KD and Kyrie. I think that is. James Harden and Kevin Durant is a much better dynamic duo than Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. Okay. Sorry, Kyrie Irving, but that's just what I think. There is no possible way you can convince me that KD and Kyrie is a better duo than KD and Arn. No possible chance. The Lakers, they're going to win the finals this year. They are. Probably one of my favorite teams in the NBA behind the Knicks, the Los Angeles Lakers. They're going to win the finals this year. That's about for who my NBA finals pick is, Los Angeles Lakers. That's about it for that. Leave your thoughts in the comment section. Now, my GM hat. This week's my GM hat edition is, it's about the New York Mets, okay? Say, if I was the GM of my favorite team in baseball, New York Mets, here's what I would do. Okay, Noah Syndergaard, I love him. Great pitcher, much better earlier in his career. Had a rough season, the season before he had Tommy John. He should come back mid-June, I read. But say he's not top performance. He's not performing amazing. You know, it's trade deadline, July, and July. You think. Oh, Noah's a free agent this offseason. We could lose him in the offseason to another team. Maybe he wants to go back home. Texas Rangers, Houston Astros. Never know. You think Noah's not playing well for us this year, Syndergaard? What do we do? You trade him. Okay. You blatantly trade him for prospects. Great prospects. Maybe get Hunter Green, pitcher in the Reds minor league system. Number two overall pick a couple years ago throws gas. Throws 100 mile per hour fastball. Really, really good player. Hunter Green. He's a guy who I would love the Mets to have, who I would love. That stuff. Let me re- restate that. Okay. If he's not playing well when he comes back in the guard, that's what you do. Okay. And, you know, maybe it's a situation like in 2016 when the New York Yankees trade Araldis Chapman to the Cubs. They got Glaber Torres, an amazing player for them, in return, who's still an amazing player for them to this day. And then Chapman resigned with them in the offseason. So it was an ama- the Yankees weren't making the playoffs that year. It was an amazing deal for the Yankees. The best deal possible for the Yankees. The Cubs gave up a great prospect in Glaber Torres, but they did get a World Series ring. And if it's so... You know, they kind of, it was a fair trade, let's say. But, you know, we see in other instances, Mets trade Jay Bruce a couple years ago to the Indians, and then he re-signed with the Mets in the offseason, $70 million extension. Jay Bruce didn't do well, and he went back with the Mets, but say they trade him at the trade deadline, no sending guard, and then they get him back in the offseason. There's a chance that could happen, but, you know, no sending guard. If a team trade him, I don't feel like he would ever want to re-sign with that team. I don't think so. But if he doesn't, you still get great prospect. You can get great prospects in return for Noah Syndergaard. He's young. He's amazing, Noah Syndergaard. 
Like I said, Hunter Green, he would be amazing. Another pitching prospect, maybe Mackenzie Gore, who I've got to watch up in person. Number four overall pick a couple years ago. You know, he gives up a couple of runs. Needs a little more time to develop, but he could be a great player. The Mets trade, Noah Syndergaard form trade, Noah Syndergaard to the Padres. That would be amazing. Okay, if I was a GM of the New York Mets, that's what I would do. If Noah Syndergaard, even if Noah Syndergaard is on top of his game, but the Mets aren't. That's exactly what I would do if I was a GM of the New York Mets. That's about from my GM had this week. Leave your thoughts in the comment section. Now, this is that all sports edition. Okay, this is that all sports edition. Players from the MLB, players from the NBA, teams from the NBA, teams from the MLB, teams from the NFL, all that. Let's jump into it. Who would I take right now to be my quarterback? Trevor Lawrence, Joe Burrow. Okay, the last two first overall picks, Trevor Lawrence won a national championship, so Joe Burrow, Joe Burrow won a Heisman, Trevor Lawrence did not. I'm going to take Trevor Lawrence, okay? And this is a very easy one for me. Joe Burrow is going to be a good player. He's going to be a good player. He will never be even close to Aaron Rodgers' level anybody like that. He might get a Super Bowl in his career or something like that. But Trevor Lawrence is the next Peyton Manning, everybody. A generational talent. Trevor Lawrence is an amazing player. An amazing player. I would take it. No doubt about it to be my quarterback right now. Trevor Lawrence, without a doubt, for the next 10 years, for the rest of his career, when it's all said and done, I would easily take Trevor Lawrence. No doubt about it. Jacob DeGrom, Garrett Cole. Okay, two amazing pitchers, one from the Mets, one from the Yankees. Frosttown Rebels. I would take Jacob DeGrom. And this is an easy one for me, okay? Garrett Cole broke the record the other night. 59 strikeouts, no walks. That's the most consecutive ever without a walk. That's amazing, okay? Garrett Cole, great pitcher. Jacob DeGrom, a much better pitcher, okay? A much better pitcher. Jacob DeGrom is probably the best pitcher in the MLB right now. Actually, he is the best pitcher in the MLB right now. Don't, no doubt about it, okay? Whether it's hurt or he's not, he's the best pitcher in the MLB. He's going to win the Cy Young this year. If he gets back next week, he is. If he's going to stay healthy for the whole year... He's going to win Cy Young. If he stays healthy next year, he's going to win Cy Young. If he stays healthy next year after that, he's going to win Cy Young. Okay, that's what it is. Jacob DeGrom, the best pitcher in baseball. He was 100 mile per hour fastball. Such an amazing player, Jacob DeGrom. He is an amazing player. I would easily take him over Garrett Cole. No shade to Garrett Cole. Garrett Cole, great pitcher. But Jacob DeGrom's a better one. Shohei Otani or Fernando Tatis Jr. Kid, my opinion, two most exciting players in baseball. This is a tough one for me. Right now. I would say Shohei Otani. Okay, I would. No, Tatis' batting average, not that high. Shohei Otani, an amazing player. Seems like he hits a home run every time he's up at bat. Great pitcher also. Great pitcher. He can do it all. Shohei Otani, man, what'd he throw? 88 pitches the other night, 14 strikeouts, something like 10 strikeouts, and then in eighth inning, he left to go play right fielder. Some people said, when was the last time we ever seen that? People said, oh, I always did that in Little League. Yeah, but that's Little League. This is Major League Baseball, and Shohei Otani's doing that. He's throwing 88 pitches, and then he's going to right field to play and hit for the rest of the game. That is amazing, okay? That is amazing. You know how tired he probably was after throwing 88 pitches in an MLB game and then going to play right field and hit for the rest of the game? That's amazing. Shohei Otani, the most exciting player in baseball right now, one of the most exciting players in sports. No doubt about it. He is. Shohei Otani, a little bit more exciting than Fernando Tatis Jr., in my opinion. Russell Westbrook or Kyrie Irving? This is a extremely easy one for me. An extremely easy one for me. Russell Westbrook. Okay. You're saying, whoa, whoa, whoa. Russell Westbrook over Kyrie Irving? Does Kyrie Irving after average a triple-double? Has Kyrie Irving averaged a triple-double four out of the last five seasons? No. He hasn't. Okay. I don't care how many championships Kyrie has and how many championships Russell Westbrook has. Russell Westbrook lifts your team more than Kyrie Irving does. He does. Kyrie Irving maybe can be a bad thing for your locker room. He might be. Russell Westbrook, such an amazing player. Such an amazing player. 
Russell Westbrook, so amazing to watch. He is triple-double king. Hearing that name, triple-double king. Russell Westbrook, better player than Kyrie Irving right now, in my opinion. The Clippers, the Jazz, who would I take in a seven-game series this year? And they might face off in the playoffs. This is a tough one. Because the Clippers, they have some bad losses this year. They do. Jazz also. Jazz, best record in the NBA, though. I haven't been high on the Jazz really at all this year. I'm going to say the Clippers, though. Okay, if it was a seven-game series, I would take the Clippers. Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, they went up 3-1 against the Nuggets last year, and they collapsed, okay? That's because, you know, Doc Rivers wasn't the greatest coach for that team, didn't have Paul George in the right role, other things going on. But this is a good team, the Clippers. They are a very, very good team. And they would easily, in my my mind, they would defeat the Jazz in a seven-game series. It would probably go seven games, but they would defeat them in a seven-game series. No doubt about it. The Clippers are a better team than the Jazz. Now, last one. Carson Wentz or Jimmy Garoppolo, two quarterbacks, a lot of pressure under them this year. Jimmy Garoppolo, if he's their starting quarterback, he's got a lot of pressure because, you know, trade value, stuff like that. He's never going to be a starting quarterback full-time for San Francisco 49ers. He could be for another team if he performs well. He could be. Carson Wentz had a really rough year in Philly last year. He's back in Indianapolis, gets a second chance. What will you do with it? This is a tough one, okay? I went back and forth. I did. But I would go with Jimmy Garoppolo. I would. Okay, Carson Wentz really only had one great season in his career. I like Carson Wentz. I thought I think he's a much better quarterback than Jalen Hurts. I do. But I would go with Jimmy Garoppolo. I would. Jimmy Garoppolo, great player. He was a good player in the Patriots, even as a backup. He was a great player for the San Francisco 49ers. I still think they did him wrong. I mean, it's just the injury concerns. If the injury concerns weren't there and they still trade up for uh, Trey Lance, I don't think that's a terrible decision, a terrible decision. But he does have injury concerns still. If he can stay healthy. He's a top 10 quarterback in this league. A top 10 quarterback in this league, Jimmy Garoppolo. Really great quarterback. People hate him too much, but that's about it for this or that this week. Leave your thoughts in the comment section. Now, best for last question. This week's question is, who will win the NBA Finals? I already gave you my pick, Los Angeles Lakers. I think the Los Angeles Lakers will win the NBA Finals this year. That's the question this week. Who do you think will win the NBA Finals? Is it the Brooklyn Nets? Is it the Philadelphia 76ers? Is it the Utah Jazz, Los Angeles Clippers, or somebody else? Leave your answer in the comment section. That's about the question this week. That's about for Squared Sports. Land Frank Epson number 35. Thank you for tuning in. Follow Squared Sports on Instagram at Squared Sports. Follow Squared Sports on Twitter at Squared Sports. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and view for the best sports content in the world. We'll be back here next week with Epson number 36.